Hello, and thanks for joining us for episode 14 of Married Well, the podcast. Welcome to Married Well, the podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Cree. As a practicing therapist and marriage counselor, I help modern couples rebalance their relationship. In this show, we explore the real issues faced by couples today and share the best strategies for making marriage work. Are you frustrated with your marriage, disappointed with the reality of your relationship, or are you just struggling to make it all work? You're not alone and you're in the right place. This is your source for real advice for real couples who want to stay married well. Everyone makes mistakes. That is an unfortunate but universal truth. And in fact, you're probably making some pretty big mistakes right now in your marriage. But the good news is once you know what those mistakes are, you can make them right. And that's what I want to talk about today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the three mistakes you're making right now in your relationship and one simple trick you can use to fix them. So last weekend, we tried to take our kids hiking. It was a long weekend, so, so many of the hiking trails were just absolutely full. As some of you probably know, I live in Colorado. Everyone goes hiking here. And on long holiday weekends, it's pretty normal to find that all the trails are absolutely packed especially the ones that are really family friendly and good for kids. I've got uh, two young kids, a six-year-old, a four-year-old. So we're not hiking any 14ers, right? We're looking for these nice, flat, lovely family trails. So we go out on this long holiday weekend. And of course, like so many families with young kids, we're running late. And instead of hitting the trail at, let's say nine in the morning, we're kind of pulling up around 10, 1030. And it's no surprise that the trailhead we wanted to go to was absolutely packed. We drove around and there was no parking in sight. And so we had to turn to the kids and we had to tell them, hey, you know, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to do this today. And I got to be honest, for one of my kids, it was a relief. She hates to go hiking, but she was really sweet about it. And she turned to us and she said, oh, oh, darn it. I really wanted to go today. And I knew she really meant it because she knew how important it was to us. So the kids were, they were a little disappointed. We weren't going to be able to go hiking. There wasn't any safe parking. And at this point it was getting too late in the day to really start any place else. And my husband, he turns to the kids and something he said really struck me and it stuck with me, you know, since this weekend. And he said, he said to the kids, you know, I know you're disappointed, but it's okay. The trail is full of families who never get the chance to go hiking together. And I'm so glad they're enjoying their day. And let me tell you what really stuck with me about this is I started to think about what my husband said, that the trails, the trails that my family, we use all the time because we live in the mountains the trails were really full because all of these other families who never get the opportunity, who never have the time, were seizing the chance on this long holiday weekend to get out of the city and spend some time together. And I started to think about how we all do this around holidays. It's something that we're guilty of. That's why we were hiking on this long weekend is that we wanted to take the opportunity to spend time together as a family. 
the hiking trails in Colorado and especially in the Denver area, they're always just slammed around three-day weekends, things like Mother's Day. Everyone is rushing out to spend time together. And we do this too. And I started to think about what a shame it was because we actually live in the mountains. We don't live in the city. We live in the mountains. It's got its you know, pluses, it's got its minuses. But one thing that we have access to is all of this beautiful hiking, all of these wonderful trails. But even though we have access to it, I know that I take it for granted and I don't take as many opportunities as I could to go out and to explore, especially with my kids. And we all fall into this habit. It is a habit of putting the most important things, in this case, the most important relationships and the most important adventures on the back burner. You know, like I said, I live in the mountains, but even though I live in the mountains, I often find myself kind of telling myself, well, even though you want to go hiking, you're not going to go out today because you need to get to work early. You know, you have an important meeting, you need to get ready, or you need to return emails. I do this on the weekends instead of taking my kids hiking. I think to myself, well, I really need to go to the grocery store. I've got these errands that I have to run. Maybe we'll do it next week. It is this constant habit of putting the most important things on the back burner and saving them for later. We all do this. I was thinking about the families who are hitting this trail, who maybe only got a chance to do this once or twice a year, even though it could be something that they love for a lot of different reasons. This adventure had to wait for the right time. And think about it. How many times have you been guilty of doing the same thing, putting something less important in front of something that is more important. So waiting for the right time, putting something else first, running errands, instead of spending time with your family, we are all guilty of this habit. And when I was thinking about what my husband said, and I was thinking about this habit and how I'm guilty of it too, I started to think about some of the most common mistakes that couples make in their relationships. These are mistakes that I'll be honest, I have made as well. And it got me thinking about these mistakes that we all make at some time or another in our relationships. And as you can probably pick up from this conversation is these three mistakes, they all revolve around time and how we use it. So let's just dive in. Here is the reality. Making marriage a priority is hard, right? It's just like hiking, (laughs) even though I live near the trail, making hiking a priority is hard. So many of us simply stop prioritizing the thing that matters because something else gets in the way. And often we tell ourselves that whatever it is, is more important. Here's the truth. Making your marriage a priority is hard. Making sure that you carve out time to show up as your best self, to make time for your spouse, That is tough. I get it. And because it is so hard, so many of us simply stop prioritizing our partners and our relationships, especially after having kids. I mean, think about it. If finding time for your relationship, if finding time to spend together as a couple is hard before you have kids, it is 10 times harder. I'll even go out on a limb. It is a hundred times harder to do 
after you have kids. And that is why so many of us fall into this trap. And let's talk about what happens when we're in this trap of putting our relationships or our marriages on the back burner. When you put your relationship on the back burner over time, you start to feel disconnected, unfulfilled, and more than likely bored. I mean, after all, when you put your marriage on the back burner, you stop investing in your relationship. When the pleasure of having a relationship goes away, when you're not taking time to have fun, you're not taking time to connect, marriage really only becomes about the business of running a family and raising kids and managing a household. When you put your relationship on the back burner, you accidentally suck all the pleasure out of marriage, right? Marriage should be about more than just raising kids or running a family. Marriage is also about connection, friendship, intimacy, fun. There's a lot of pleasure that comes along with being in a really good, really strong relationship. But because most of us have a hard time prioritizing our marriages, our relationships, we lose that pleasure. And over time, marriage stops feeling so fun. And if you're like so many of the couples that I know that I work with, when you put your marriage on the back burner, when your relationship stops being a priority, you tend to fall into roommate syndrome. Have you guys ever heard this term roommate syndrome? This is something that happens every day to couples, even couples who just really love each other. At some point, they stop prioritizing their relationship. They stop treating each other as partners, as lovers, and they start feeling more like co-workers or co-parents. So even if they're really good at running a household and raising their kids and they don't really fight too much, they don't feel connected. They feel more like roommates. And so that's roommate syndrome. And this is something that comes up time and time again with the couples that I work with. When they show up in my office for therapy or for coaching, they have lost the warmth. They've lost the connection because they have deprioritized their relationship. And over time, this leaves so many couples, so many individuals feeling incredibly lonely. They're married. And neither partner's planning on going anywhere, but they're really lonely in their relationship and they feel distant, emotionally disconnected. There's no intimacy. And at some point they stop having fun and they stop talking. And that is the consequence of putting your relationship on the back burner. That's the consequence of waiting for a three-day weekend to actually sit down and talk to your partner. And if this resonates with you, if you're starting to think to yourself, Ooh, I feel a little bit of roommate syndrome in my own relationship. You're not alone. You're not alone. There's no shame. There's no stigma. This happens to all of us at times, but the good news is that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to end up in a roommate situation with your spouse. You don't have to end up in a loveless marriage or a dead bedroom type of situation where there's no passion and no connection. That doesn't have to be the result of raising kids, 
managing a household and growing your family, there are other options. And even if you already feel more like roommates and partners, you can make some simple changes, some simple intentional changes to your mindset and your habits that will level up your marriage. And here's the good news. You can start making these changes today. So I want you to imagine with me for a second, imagine what it would feel like to love your marriage again to get out of roommate syndrome and to start feeling really deeply emotionally connected with your partner, to really feel loved and in love with your spouse. Feels pretty good, right? And I want you to go even deeper for a second. Think about that. What would it feel like to really feel loved and in love with your partner? To not only have love for them, because they're a great dad or a great parent, but to be in love again, because you still feel that spark. Even talking about it, I'm already starting to feel excited, right? This is a really good thing. And again, here's the good news. You can have that. Even if you are already experiencing roommate syndrome in your own relationship. So I want to talk about the three most common mistakes people make in their marriage that takes them from lovers to roommates. So let's dive in. So the number one mistake that I hear from couples all the time is simply about, well, time. <laughs> the number one mistake couples make is that they're not making time for their marriage between the kids, your job, and all the responsibilities you have at home. It is no wonder that you've put your relationship on the back burner. I get it. There are so many demands on your time. And sometimes you have to deprioritize your relationship simply to survive, right? You've got young kids, you've got a job, you've got so many things you're juggling. And it just feels like making your marriage a priority is no longer an option. So I get it. Again, there's no shame. If this has happened to you, if you feel like you do not have time for your marriage, or your spouse, you're not alone. But this is a huge mistake, especially if you get into a habit of deprioritizing your marriage. So if this is not something that happens once in a blue moon, or maybe when you're experiencing a really busy season of, at work, if this is happening all the time, you are making a huge mistake in your marriage. Have you ever heard of the concept of benign neglect, right? This is the, this is what happens when someone does nothing about a problem and hopes that the problem will solve itself, right? So this is neglect doing nothing in this case, doing nothing about your marriage, doing nothing about your relationship, and then also benign. And that's a term that really means no ill intention. So so many of us fall into this habit of benign neglect around our partners and around our relationships. We don't neglect our partners because we have bad intentions or we're bad people or that we don't love our partners. We do it because we just kind of are floating along with this hope that things are going to get better, <laughs> that at some point something's going to change. You know, this is the reality is when you do not make time for your marriage, you're kind of engaging this benign neglect. And one thing that we know about benign neglect is that it doesn't fix anything. 
especially in your relationship. And worse, when you neglect your marriage, you naturally inevitably grow apart from your partner because you lose track of them. When you neglect your relationship, when you don't commit time to your marriage and to your sense of being a couple, when you don't commit that time, you drift apart. You start losing each other. You lose your connection. You lose your intimacy. You lose what matters most in terms of your marriage. Because here's the reality. People are not static. And what I mean by that is we don't stay the same throughout our lives. Human beings are changing constantly. Every day you are having new experiences, new thoughts, new feelings, and they are changing you for better and for worse sometimes, right? This is, this is a natural, normal process. You are constantly in flux. You are constantly changing. Well, guess what? Your partner is as well. So you are changing your partner is changing. And when you do not commit time to your relationship, if you do not commit time to your marriage and growing together as a couple, you will be changing in different ways. And over time, you will grow apart. And here's something to think about. Not only do human beings change, but relationships change. Relationships are dynamic. They change with time. And if we do not attend to them, something's going to happen. They're going to start to fall apart. And so I just want you to step back and think for just a few minutes about all of the experiences, all of the transitions, all of the thoughts, all of the feelings that you have had, even let's say in the last three years, whether it's having kids or surviving a pandemic or changing your job, or losing a family member, or just living through the political upheaval of our times, whatever it is that you've experienced, it has changed you. And if you have invested time in your relationship, you probably understand how that has changed your partner. And hopefully you two are changing together. And this is the biggest mistake that I hear from couples all the time. They do not invest time in their relationship. And so they grow apart. You love your kids. You love your job. You even love your spouse. Well, most of the time, but do you love your marriage? If you're struggling to love your marriage, you're not alone. Juggling the kids, your career, and your relationship is hard, even for the experts. And that's why I'm inviting you to join me for my summer workshop series designed to help you build a better, more balanced partnership, reconnect with your spouse and fall back in love with your marriage. We'll be talking about teamwork, friendship, communication, the things you really need to make a modern marriage work. Join me live in July for this workshop series and take the first steps to leveling up your relationship today. Reserve your spot now at marriedwell.co slash summer series. And then five years down the road, 10 years down the road, they're stuck in roommate syndrome because at some point you're going to look up and all of the distractions will have faded. Your kids are going to graduate high school. They're going to go off to college. Uh, your job is going to slow down. You're going to hit retirement. At some point you're going to look up and you're going to realize, I do not know the person lying next to me in bed anymore. And I don't want to have that happen 
to you. So if you are making this mistake, if you are not making time for your marriage, it is something that I really want you to consider making a change to today. So that was mistake number one. Mistake number two, you are not showing up as your best self in your relationship. This is a mistake that I hear all the time from couples. And it goes back to this concept of deprioritizing your marriage and your relationship. In this case, it's not that you don't have time. It's not that you don't spend time with your partner. When you don't show up as your best self, what you're actually doing is you're prioritizing something else in front of your relationship. You are giving the best of yourself to someone or something else. This happens all the time for folks who are parents. This is so true for moms. So often we give our best selves to our kids, right? We save all of our energy, all of our creativity, all of our touch for our kids and we expend it on our kids. And this is a good thing, but we do it in a way where nothing is left over for our partners or our relationships. So this is one way where you might be giving your best self to someone else. And I want to talk about another way that comes up all the time. Oftentimes we give our best selves to our jobs. (laughs) That's the reality. We don't even give our best selves to our kids. We give it to our jobs. That is the place where we put the most thought, the most energy, and quite frankly, the most time. How does that sit with you? Just even hearing that. I know when I think about that, I start to get this kind of lurch in my stomach because I know sometimes it's true for me too. I give my best self to my job and because I love my job and I'm so committed to my job and I'm so passionate about it, sometimes I forget to keep anything in reserve for my partner in between my job and my kids. I don't have a lot left over. So this is something that happens all the time is we deprioritize our partners, our marriages by putting something else in front of it. Something that I always, you know, I ask myself, and this is kind of a silly example, but I think it helps is, you know, I think about how often I do my hair and my makeup. I do my hair and my makeup every day that I go to work, hands down. I want to show up as my best self. So I put the time, the energy, and the effort to showing up that way. When I am making a big mistake in my marriage and I'm not showing up as my best self, I stop putting on my makeup. I stop doing my hair. I stop showing up in that way. And I don't want to, you know, have this come across as if hair and makeup is what you need to make a marriage work. It's not. What you need to make your marriage work is the energy, the effort that you put in. And maybe it's not hair and makeup for you. Maybe it's something else, but I really want you to step back and just ask yourself, who's getting the best of me? And to start to really think how you can give some of that best, just a little bit more to the person that you love. So that was mistake number two. Let's talk about mistake number three. Again, this is a mistake that I notice all the time in the couples that I work with. Mistake number three is that you're always waiting for a better time to reconnect with your partner. This brings me back to what I started talking about at the top of the episode. All of those families that wait until the long weekend to go hiking together. 
they, for a lot of good reasons, had to wait for the right time to connect. And as human beings, we do this constantly. We wait for the right time. We wait until the kids get older, or we wait until the project is over at work, or we wait until it's date night. We wait. (laughs) We just wait to have this connection. And while you are waiting for the right time to connect, for the right time to really have that intimate moment with your partner, you are drifting apart. That is the reality. And this is something that is such a struggle. I mean, on the surface, it makes sense, right? So let's say you have young kids at home. I get it. I have young kids. I remember having two babies that were 20 months apart. It literally felt like I had no time. And that I just kept telling myself when the kids are older, you know, when, when the baby stops breastfeeding, then I'll have more time for my partner and then we'll, we'll reconnect. And then it was, well, when they start, you know, sleeping through the night, right. Then we're going to reconnect. I have a secret to tell you, my kids still don't sleep through the night. (laughs) They're four and six. So that never came true, but I kept telling myself when the kids are older, when it's less hard, maybe when they go to school, maybe when I feel more comfortable to hire a babysitter, then I will reconnect with my partner. And that is actually something my husband used to say to me. And it drove me crazy. He would always tell me when we were fighting or we were, you know, feeling distant, I would come to him and he would tell me, you know, it's just really hard right now. And when the kids are older, it's going to be better. And really looking back those first couple of years of my kid's life, it was such a missed opportunity. Why weren't we connecting the whole time? Why did we have to wait? So this is a mistake that I want you to think about. This is a mistake that I was so guilty of in my own marriage. It's just waiting for a better time. I hear this all the time from the couples that I work with. We start working together and They commit to doing something to make their marriage better, to spending more time together, to getting more intimate, and they don't do it. And I ask them, you know, I ask them very genuinely, so what's happening? What's getting in the way? And I'll hear things like, well, I had a really busy two weeks at work, so there just wasn't time to talk to my partner. Or, well, we're going on this family vacation, and we just figured we would talk when we got back. So this is something that I know I'm not alone in doing as human beings, we just get in the habit of waiting for the right time. But here's the reality. Here's what I've learned from my own life. It doesn't slow down. Life doesn't slow down. It doesn't get any easier. Time and space don't just open up. Maybe, maybe in 18 years when your kids go to college, uh, maybe in, 20 or 30 years when you decide to retire. Okay. Maybe, (laughs) maybe then it'll get easier, but by then it's too late. So this is the third mistake that I really wanted to talk about today. It's waiting for the right time while you are waiting, you will drift apart. And at some point it's going to feel like it's too late to come back together. So let's recap the three biggest mistakes you are probably making right now in your marriage. Number one, you're not making time for your partner. Number two, you're not showing up as your best self. And number three, you're always waiting for a better time to reconnect. 
So if this sounds like you, you're not alone, but here's the good news. All of these mistakes we talked about today, all three of them have to do with mindset and you can shift your marriage mindset and you can shift your mindset around prioritizing your relationship. So if this sounds like you, if you make these mistakes, I want you to commit right now, commit today to reprioritizing your marriage. This is a mindset shift that can be really difficult for a lot of us, especially if you are super committed to being a hands-on parent, if you are really passionate about your career or ambitious in your job, this is a mindset shift that can be tough. So I want to reframe things. When I am asking you to recommit to prioritizing your relationship, I am not asking you to neglect everything else. You know, a lot of us fall into that black and white thinking where we kind of tell ourselves, well, if I spend more time with my partner, that means that something else that really matters to me has to fall to the wayside. And that's not true. I am not asking you to neglect the things that matter. I'm simply asking you to place your relationship, both in theory and in practice, on par with the other things that matter most. This is a mindset shift. I want you to prioritize your relationship among the top three priorities in your life. It's got to be among the top three. So if you really want to change these dynamics in your relationship, if you really want to reconnect with your partner, make the mindset shift make your marriage one of the top three priorities in your life. So in my own life, when I think about my top three priorities, it's my kids, my marriage, and my job. (laughs) Those are my top three priorities. And I work really hard to fill everything else in, but if I don't have a clean house, that's okay because I prioritize something else that mattered more. So this is the biggest piece of advice I want to give you. And this is why it works. Shifting your mindset works because it creates the space for you to actually spend time with your partner now. And when you're spending that time to show up as your best self, because here's the truth, you can't fix something until you start to work on it. And there is no time like the present to build a better marriage. And before we close, I want to give you a piece of actionable advice. Again, if you've tuned in for any amount of time, you know that I love giving you something actionable that you can actually take away and start doing today. While you are working on shifting your mindset, while you are fixing these mistakes in your marriage, try this trick. Put your relationship in your calendar. Actually mark it down. Mark it down in pen, (laughs) make this time sacred and honor your commitment. This is something you can do right now. Pull out your calendar, pull out your Google calendar, you know, pull out your planner, pull that out and create blocks of time where you commit to spending time with your partner, pull your partner in, show them those blocks of time and ask them to make it work right? This is really is my top tip is mark it down in your calendar, because here's the truth. As much as we all want to feel spontaneous and feel natural in our relationships, if you do not schedule your marriage, it is not going to happen. If you tell yourself, well, we'll get to it. We'll get 
to date night, or we'll, we'll find some time to sit down and and spend some time together. If that is your approach, it is not going to happen. So again, my top tip, just write it down, put it in your calendar and make that time sacred. This means setting boundaries with work, with your kids and your family, but that's okay. Setting boundaries is okay. Making your marriage sacred is okay. You're allowed to do that. I'm going to give you permission. Even if you love your kids, you love your family and you care about your job. At some point, you have to make the commitment to making your marriage work. And that is what I want to encourage you to do, to go out today. Don't wait until the perfect time. Don't save your best self for your boss. And don't tell yourself that you can get to it later. Stop putting your marriage on the back burner and start making it a priority. Remember, if you're struggling in your relationship, you're not alone. Juggling the kids, your career, and your relationship is hard, even for the experts. And that's why I'm hosting my very first summer workshop series this Friday, designed to help you level up your relationship and stop drifting apart and start reconnecting. You can check out the details at marriedwell.co slash summer series. The link is in the show notes. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram for more tips and tricks on how to build a better, more balanced partnership and how to reconnect with your spouse. I'm looking forward to seeing you this week. Thanks for listening to Married Well, the podcast. Have a comment or a topic you'd like me to cover? I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram at mary.well. Show notes and resources can be found at marriedwell.co. Special thanks to Emily Harding for producing this episode. Ready to level up your relationship? Start with my free quiz at marriedwell.co slash quiz and get a tailored to you strategy to overcome your biggest relationship roadblocks. Remember, relationships don't have to be this hard. You can be married well. See you next time.